Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today we are discussing a tough one, um, and I'll get to that in a moment. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, buddy? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. No, it's still still a pleasure. Obviously. Still a pleasure, but this one sucks. Uh, we're talking season three. Episode 9, The Reigns of Castamere, written by D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, directed by David Nutter, the Nutman. A nut of an episode, that's for sure. This is, we all know this one, you know, if if this isn't your We do, we do, this is the, uh, this is the red wedding for all of us here on Rewatch. Um, this is spoilers as fuck, obviously. If you have not watched Game of Thrones and you were listening to this podcast along with your first watch of Game of Thrones, you're nuts. Uh, this would you're be the getting... worst episode to jump in as well. Um, yes, yeah, I just want to give everyone a heads up. This is a rewatch podcast. <laughs> we discuss everything in detail, how it affects stuff down the line, and uh, we will jump into this episode fully... Full force, you know. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones and you're just listening along because you're interested, it's a fucking mistake. You got to watch it. Um, I doubt any of you are doing that, but you know, I just got to cover all the just bases. In case this is this yeah. one's an important one to cover, just in case you know you don't want to throw out a random oh blah 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 this happened. You know, I I don't yeah. know. No, I don't I, wa- I don't want everyone... to be the person to ruin that. For exactly. Reason. I just want to give everyone ample ample warning. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, spoilers as fuck. We're talking the reigns of Castamere, season three, episode nine. Uh, yeah, fuck, man. Uh, this is one that's been a long time in the mm-hmm. making. Um, we've been dreading getting to this point for 29 weeks now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's the one, the episode that I think once you make it this far in the show, and it's like... And you get to the Red Wedding, there's no stopping now. Mm. Like, this is the point where I feel like the bingers start to fully go all just, out, you know, ooh. and you just rip it. No, there's of- a, there's something about this episode that something like evolves even before the Red Wedding. You know, like, uh, mm. I, I remember watching this for the first time and whenever, and thinking to myself, whenever John and Bran are in the same place at the same time, Arya is going to the same place at the same time. I'm like, it's finally all coming together. We're all going to see each other. Everything's going to be fine. Let's get it. No, no, you couldn't be more wrong. First watch, Colton. That's a, it's a fucking yeah. mistake. 
and even even on the third, fourth, whatever I'm on now, I'm still streaming at the TV. Like, just look outside. They're right there. Just go say well, hello. Brand, you know, Brand like, does say hi. Uh, he doesn't say hi. He sees him. Um, and, yeah, I wonder if that's like he at, like because he knows he's in either Shaggy Dog or or who else is the other? What's the what's Brand's? Oh, uh, Summer. Shaggy Dog and yeah, and Summer. Um, so he knows he's in them, and he knows he's controlling them, and he's like, yeah, I saw John. But, like, maybe he's thinking it's, like, a Three-Eyed Raven, like, vision sort of thing. Like, oh, that no way that it's actually, you know, John right there. No, I think, like, I, think no he, way, but... I think he knew. You think? Uh, judging, by the way, judging by the way he tells uh, uh, Rick on later on, that's I think true. he was kind of like... Oh, no, that's true. But he got away. That, no, yeah. that is right. He did... Okay. No, that is They true. tried to kill him, but he got away. And it was that just is like, true. That's that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Man, what, what a... How many problems in this universe would be solved if they just, like, could text each other? You know, if Arya could just send a text to her mom or, or Rob right now and be like, hey, I'm like, I'm looking at the twins right now. Like, hey, come out to meet me. Or, but yeah, I mean, right. they can't leave the wedding. But like, no, it would have just uh, been a nice, I don't know. Quick little, quick little text from Arya. Hey, just saw a bunch of soldiers running towards the yeah, door. Might want to look out here. for that. Oh. But yeah, no, this is a rough one. Let's, uh, let's take it location by location. We've yeah. got one, two, three, four, it looks like. Very, uh, very few locations, but still a beefy episode. Each one has a little bit to it. So, uh, let's start across the narrow sea in Yunkai. But before we do today, I've got a two-parter for my question of the day, and we're oh. going to do the first part now, the second part later. Okay. Um, after this episode is over, how many characters? which have appeared in at least five episodes, have died. How many, after this episode? After this one. How many okay. characters that have appeared in at least five episodes have died? I thought about doing three. I could not do three. Had to do five. So it's probably an ungodly number if it's... If it's three, it's fucking absurd. It would have taken okay. me forever. Okay. Oh, I know. We got Ned. We got Rob. We got Cat. I mean, those are three biggins. If I had to just throw a number, like, out without kind of thinking about, like, every individual death, I'd say, like, seven to ten is what I would say. What's your guess? That might be too high. For Five the amount episodes? of characters... That have appeared in at least five episodes. That's a that that's a pretty big character. That might be too it's high. It's, it's notable. Seven was my gut. Ten was a stretch. I might I might low seven might be my like high actually, and then I okay. might be like five to seven is what I would say. All right, actually. you are wrong. Okay. <laughs> it is twenty one. <laughs> Okay, so I should have gone up. I should have. Yeah. I went the wrong no, direction. No, I, I was um, like, I was astonished when, I, and like, my second part of this question, I will frame it in a way. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But like, twenty one, it's a lot, and it's because there are a lot of characters that sneak there that are like, I didn't realize they were in that many episodes. You know, they were just kind of there in the background at some point. They might not have had lines, but they were there. So like, uh, there are plenty of plenty of characters who show up who are barely a part of the show that are there for five episodes and then they, and then they fucking die. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I think if it was three, like I kept checking it's that one's gotta be 35 plus, like it's gotta be just absurd. The amount of characters that have died. 
Um, but yeah, so the amount of characters who have who have appeared in at least five episodes who have died is 21. And that's just by my count. I did this in the 15 minutes before you got here. <laughs> so like uh, I might I might be a little bit off there, but I'm pretty sure I got it down to the to the right 21. Um, but and who we will start Nunkai today. Outside the walls of the city, Daenerys Targaryen and her commanders plan an attack on the city. Her newest captain, Dario Naharis, suggests a plan using a lightly defended back gate. And, uh, you know, his his game, man, uh, walks over behind her, use, directs her hand, points her where she needs to be. He goes, uh, there, the back gate. A small group can infiltrate the city and open the main gates for the rest of the army to invade. And Jorah's like, all right, but you could be leading us to our deaths and taking out the top of our top of our army. And then what happens then? You get all the money because you already killed your captains. You have a very skeptical mind, Jorah Mormont. I find that is the there, most dishonest people yeah. think that way. Is there a little, little jealousy coming from Jorah here? You know, because he's like, oh, he's, fuck yeah. He sees Dario walk in, you know, and it's like, damn, this dude's just hot as fuck. And obviously Daenerys likes him, you know, like, god yeah. damn it. And then and then he walks over, does the little, map, you know, pointing her finger on the map. And he's just like, god dang, this guy's just too good. You know, yeah. I think. Like, no, it's, it's big time jealousy. I think it's more jealousy because he realizes that Dario is more a realistic option to Daenerys. Like yeah. he knows he knows he's probably not even being considered. And he knows Dario has to be in the forefront of her mind, you know, like uh, he's in the forefront of my mind and I'm not there. Oh, we also get this episode, you know, this lightly guarded to him. You know, maybe this is what he thought actually as lightly guarded. This is what he expected fully. He's like, yeah, I could just this is easy. This is no problem. Like this is actually lightly guarded. But like, (laughs) he's also the best whistler out there. You know, just I am the best whistler in the world. He has it like that. He's just also. Yeah, he, he just. How will we know? You know that that it's you. Oh, you'll know. I don't know. Just you'll 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 hear. But like, yeah, this dude is just. I don't know. He. I don't know why they went with the actor change, which is real. I don't know. Like this. Dude uh, it was a. Just, uh, it was a scheduling conflict. I actually looked uh, into this. Ed Skrine okay. actually had a different commitment that he was getting paid more to do. Um. Well, man, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm glad that it wasn't like a creative or like like. Oh no, this guy doesn't isn't what we think for the character. Let's get someone new. Like, I'm kind of glad it is like that way, but man, I wish he could have stayed. Cause his, no man, like this dude's like, there's a part in this episode later. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it because there's not much that happens in Yunkai, but, uh, so I'll, I'll explain it here in a moment, but that dude is just impeccable. Uh, and, uh, after this, uh, Daenerys is convinced to try it after she asks gray worm, if he trusts Sario, you know, I loved, I loved the getting gray worm involved, you know, like you are now a person who we have to mm-hmm. we don't just tell you to do things. We ask you if you think that's cool. We ask you if that thinks if you think that's mm-hmm. okay. And he let out like agree, a little smile, you know, too. Yeah, he's he's like, kinda like, wow, like kinda like it taken back, like, oh wow, like this is like, this is actually right. happening now, you okay. know? And yeah, and, I trust him, sure. Fuck it. Uh yeah. I also mm-hmm. like to think that Grey Worm trusts him simply because Grey Worm knows that if uh if it ends up being the case that he can't I think Grey Worm's confident he can he can do something about it. I don't think it's just a yeah. We're we are talking all this talk about Dario, but, but Grey Worm, Worm like you know, that, bro. I mean, that's that's all that he does actually. You know, yeah. we, Dario he can also fuck, he can also whistle, he has many other talents. Grey Worm, all of his skill points are put into being a soldier. You know, and now he's finally like being able to do his own thing. So like, I don't know that that'd be an interesting fight right now. You know, like uh, I'm glad they're not mm-hmm. fighting. 
you know, right now. I like them. This whole, like, little council that they have going on, even though Jorah's a little jealous, like, it's still, you know, they're questioning each other. They're making sure that they're not jumping into anything too quickly, you know, everything. Like, this whole council she has going on is actually, like, I don't know. It's working. It's working right now. Well, and another thing that I really appreciated, you know, there's this, uh, there's this moment where in previous episodes, Jorah has openly questioned Daenerys or tried to counsel her after she's gotten in her final word. Like, this is what we're doing. But you're, but my grace. And she's like, no, no, shut the fuck up. You know, uh, she goes, then you'll do it. You'll do it tonight. And he goes, very good. Let's do yeah, it. You know, like he's, he right. doesn't want to, he doesn't agree with the idea, but she says yes. So he's like, yes, ma'am, we're on it, you know? And, uh, I really liked that. And on their way out, uh, Sir Barristan asks Jorah, you know, I, I believe you'll need an extra sword. And Jorah counsels him that as the Queen's guard, his place is at the Queen's side, regardless of his pride. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. See, we, we had this conversation, I think, last episode about, mm -hmm. or maybe two episodes ago, about Miro and her being like, Barristan. If it comes to battle, kill uh -huh. that motherfucker first. And we were like, I wonder if that fucked with Jorah's head a little bit. And it's like, this is like an exact response to that. Is like he he doesn't let it. He can't let it, or else it's like there was an an, an interesting um, Dario says whenever the plan's being made, he says, "I will take your two best men or your two best swords with me to the gate." And oh, and Jorah just assumes he's talking about yeah. Him and, and I, I and Worm. then when I first heard this, I'm like, okay, so it's probably Barristan and Grey Worm, you know, like that. That would probably be the two best swords, you know, because I, I guess yeah. Grey Worm was already kind of roped in there, but it was like your two best. I don't know your two best men. And then like Jorah just kind of he's like, all right, so when are we going, you know? And I'm kind of like, ooh, I wonder if if that actually was the two men he was actually like asking for, um, because I don't know, I. I it is, did Barristan, like, he did swear, and, like, to Daenerys and everything, but, like, did she officially, like, only say, like, you are my queen, like, like, that's what guard? he said he was swearing okay. herself as, okay. like, I, it would so. be my honor to be, be your queen's guard. Okay, and, uh, yeah, that makes sense, then. Um, well, and it also points out that Jorah is well aware that he never made a promise like that, and he's, he's aware of his versatility in comparison mm. to the queen's guard he's like you know i can i can do things like this because i'm not queen's guard because i can't, i don't have to stay by her kind side. of like a passive aggressive way for jorah to like tell barristan to stay here you know like he he's saying like a very honorable thing and like yeah we have to uphold our our honor and you have to protect the queen and everything but it's also kind of like you stay here and let me go do the dirty, you know, like dirty yeah. work sort of thing. Like uh, the two best swords will be taken tonight. I don't know. Like I felt like it was, it was kind of a way for Jorah to be like, hey, you know, you stay. I don't know. Like very honorable what you're doing, but I'll go and actually do the fun stuff that you want to do. You know, that might be the case. You know, I was. Uh, I also kind of interpreted this because we are talking about the jealousy thing. Like mm -hmm. Jorah wants to prove he can keep up. Hmm. Like he doesn't. He doesn't want to. Uh, okay. He doesn't yeah. want to appear as the old man who has to stick behind and doesn't get to do mm. things. He's like, if Dario is going to do that shit, I'm going to go, go ahead and do that. Fair. Got to at least put to myself. You know, like, and I don't think that's the energy he's putting off or what he's like directing in Barristan's face. But that is part yeah. of the motivation, I think, in him assuming he's talking about him. And I think it's like, mm. oh, yeah. You want the two best swords? Fuck it, I'm there. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm in. Uh, which I, I thought was, I thought yeah. was cool. But uh, 
Regardless, that night, Jora, Dario, and Grey Worm sneak into the city and fight their way through the slave soldiers guarding Yunkai. And there are far more soldiers than Dario anticipated, but uh, much to Jora's irritation. And it seems the three are <laughs> evenly matched by these 30-plus men. Because, uh, I don't know, we leave them like that. Three yeah. versus 30. Yeah. And, this was... and then we cut to the end of the battle and they've won. So they they had to have they defeated that first wave and they didn't even open the gates yet you know no. like they weren't even there so they had to get, kill all those people go to the gates open them up and then let the army in and then they fought still with the army and like until the city like gave up and i was yeah. just like wow you know what i mean obviously like showing that on screen would it would it would have been cool. It's but like it's we almost got that for the Battle of the Blackwater. Like see yeah. like taking like a siege of a city, that's like that's insane. There's so much going on at once, you have to make that like a whole episode sort of thing. But it makes it even more badass when it's just like, yeah, we did exactly what we fucking said we were gonna do, and it worked. And it looked like like the fact that it looked like they were fucked. They were surrounded, there was no way out, and then they were like Let's do this shit. And like th- then they won. That's badass as fuck. Mm-hmm. They were also going full like Miami Heat, Braun and Wade back in the day whenever Jorah and Dario were just like passing dudes back Allie and forth. Him up. Yeah, he literally yeah. like they gave each other like like assists and like yeah. they're like, all right, it you was get badass. This you get this guy, like, oh yeah, throw the throwing knife, you know, to save Jorah, and then Jorah's like, All right, let me pass you up one, slice him in half, you know, like yep. yeah, they were they were balling. They were they, they were, were balling having fun. For sure. Yeah. They um, were on they were on one, but uh Regardless, they a few hours later, back in the uh, back in the tent, Daenerys is getting quite impatient and asks Barris, "You know, how long does sacking a city usually take?" And then, right then, uh, Jorah pulls up with Grey Worm uh, alongside, covered in dust and blood, and uh, but they're grinning widely. Yunkai is defeated. This this the city is ours, and Daenerys is elated. But the first thing she asks, much much to Jorah's chagrin. And Dario Naharis. And the way you watch Jorah's face go from like a full wide grin to just kind of. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? Uh, Like, oh, I mean. But this is the part that I was going to talk about a second ago when he walks in, kneels before her and gives her the flag and goes, the city is yours, my queen. I like giggled, bro. I was like, I I went, I straight up went, (laughs) you know, like I I, I like, I was like, can you? there's there's so much going on there and you're like you're feeling like i don't know you're just like getting jorah's reaction but then on the other end it's just like i don't know it was just it it felt good you know like i I think she was like okay i got what i needed i knew it was gonna happen i'm still here i have a dragon you know she's not actually worried about like the city and like i don't think really whatsoever um she's just worried she she is more genuinely worried about her men you know she's because if dario and gray worm return she does go and Jorah Mormont. It's not like it's, yeah. It's not like it's just because it's Dario. Uh, there's there's a certain tone that comes with it that's like obviously she's missing Dario a little bit because he's sexy. But like, uh, there's that's the thing that I think Jorah needs to open his mind up to a little bit is that she's not worried about the city necessarily. She would like that. She would like to free the slaves. She would like to do all that. But what's most important to her right now is that the people who are closest to her make it out. And uh, 
if oh, yeah. it is Grey Worm, if if it's Jorah and Dario that return, she'd go and Grey Worm. You know, like that's mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. No matter who it is, that's what she's asking. Yeah. And like every like every guy that's by her side right now on her council is like doing their part, you know, perfectly. Mm. And like Barristan, like just being that badass of a sword at her side at all times she's protected even though that she she doesn't really need that and she you know she proves it that she can handle her own but like jorah jorah's like conflict is like he's playing the role that he's supposed to but he just wants more you know he just Hmm. like it's himself that wants more and that's like where the trouble just falls it's like she has desires, obviously, and Dario's kind of the guy that's going to fill those now. You know, it's not going to come from you, Jora. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just how the world works. Um, yep. You know, I don't know, but, but I don't know. This, this uh, was a good, just feel good moment at the end. You know, she, even though I don't know how many people died in that city, whatever. Like her, just no but, use of a dragon, you know, at all. And she was just yeah, there man. the whole time. So like a good victory for for Jora and Grey Worm and. Dario to go and out. What's cool about the like elation that Jorah is expressing whenever he gets there, he's like, the reason they didn't, you know, have to make it through all those men is because he goes, their slave soldiers laid down their swords. They they were they were down, you know, like they were like, we yeah. get it, let's do this shit. We've heard we've heard tale of the breaker of chains, Daenerys Targaryen. Fucking <laughs> let's do this shit, you know, like that's a. Uh, that's really cool, you know, and I think that uh, there's this element to it that's not just excitement about winning a battle. It's this kind of like they they have a cause and they believe in that cause and they are they're doing everything they can to follow through on it. And whenever it goes their way, it's it's a huge victory. So, like, that's that's really cool. But uh, and check that out at Yunkai in the Red Wedding episode. Don't remember that at all you no. know, on rewatch, like coming into this. But I'm like, oh, man, what a. Just what a great moment! To what check a great little players. story, man. That was the shit, and it was like big. You know, it was a it was yeah. a battle. It that's, was the sacking her, of a city. What is it? Her third? Like, what's what? How many? Yeah, uh, Astapor. Yeah, yeah. Let's just see. I, I think it's just Astapor and Yunkai right now. I like guess city wise, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Karth. She also took Karth. That's true. Uh, okay, so so, so number three. Um, yeah, shoot. That's right. Yeah, let me get Daenerys up here. Let's go. We're in. Episode. Only two that she's had to do the force to take yeah. it, because Karth, Zarazo, and Doxus, and Pyat Pre did most of the work, and then she just this had to kill true. them. <laughs> Very true. Yes, Astapor. Yeah, nothing before. Yeah, from Karth yeah. to Astapor to Yunkai, and then now we are on to Marine. Um, I guess do we stay in Yunkai a little bit, or does she just push on? Does she just? I think go? we just keep going. I Man. think next episode we are in Yunkai. At least briefly, because this is, I think this is officially when she becomes the breaker of chains. Um, I think she frees the city of Yunkai and then that's, that's the end of the season. You know, Um, man, it's so, it's so different to frame it as like, I, I don't know why I didn't see it before, but like, she's just on her conquest, you know, like she has like from Karth, like she, she was at the lowest of low, like almost dead. And like, she pulled up there, but like from that moment on when she like, had her dragons back and, you know, did everything at Karth. Like, from that moment on, she's just been on a tear. And, like, everything yeah. is going her way. Like, at Astapor, like, no problem. Just gone through easy. Yunkai, easy. Like, all of this is just, like, she is... But it's, and like, she has, very she right. She has setbacks. Yeah. 
like that's what's so compelling about the reason shit happens the way it happens when she gets to Westeros mm. because she has setbacks of course you know there's that point in the in the story wherever she flies off with uh Drogon because the sons of the harpy start mm. tearing apart marine and stuff mm-hmm. and that's that's definitely a setback but her her men didn't die you know she got flown off with the to the Dothraki, she ends up taking them all under her wing. She turns that into a win, you know. Mm-hmm. She takes mm-hmm. what happened there, and it ends up being a victory. She's on a tear here where she doesn't really lose, you know. And then yeah. she gets to Westeros, where everyone's like, "Nah, bro, we don't fuck with that." And it's just like it all goes downhill from there, man. I uh, love me some yeah. Daenerys, man. I She's, guess uh, Breaker of Chains. That's episode three of season four, and that is when she arrives to Marine, actually. Um, and that's the, the episode title. She starts to go to Marine. It looks like episode one of season four. Hmm. Um, but this is the Misa. Um, Misa. That's, yeah, this is the, like, everyone, like, everyone's her reaching up towards her, and we like pan that. up, and yeah. she's like, the okay, okay, that's right. And then, yeah. I wonder the breaker of like what is that moment when she becomes the breaker of chains? Because sure. I guess it I guess it happens in her, but I'm trying I I don't remember that moment I guess right now if there is one I guess yeah um, I don't really know but regardless mm. oh I remember it but we got a ways to get there I, you know a yeah, couple, yeah it'll couple be a little bit and it's a good moment it's a strong four, but, one so yeah. uh, I'll let that because Grey Worm and, infiltrates the city at disguised as a slave and he talks to the slaves as like you need to rise up kill your masters and they like ride all over the walls kill your masters there's like a there's like a uh yeah a whole movement under because oh, yeah. daenerys actually i don't think daenerys does anything during that like gray worm leads a slave rebellion oh, and they okay. they kill their masters like and i think that's when she becomes the breaker of chains if i remember correctly but uh Nevertheless, uh, we are now headed beyond the wall where Sam and Gilly continue their march south after barely escaping an encounter with a White Walker. And Sam tells Gilly that they are a considerable distance west of Castle Black, but that isn't a problem because this means they're close to the Night Fort, uh, the original headquarters of the Night's Watch. It was abandoned centuries ago because the organization's numbers dwindled and it was impossible to maintain. Sam explains that he plans to get them across the wall using a secret sally port, which he knows how to use, and it leads right into the night fort. And Gilly's like, how do you fucking know all that, man? He's like, I read it in a very old book. You're a wizard. Oh. I love that. I love that. Uh, oh, yeah. him like, And then his reaction to that as well. Like, oh, like, wow. That's the first time someone is said reading a book. Staring and at marks yeah. on paper. Like every every time he's like, oh, you read it in a book, you know that was the line that the his brothers in the Night's Watch they just hated hearing it because it's like, oh, okay, we get it, you know, you're a know it all, you know everything, you read it in a book, whatever. But now he gets, you know, Gilly to be like, man, you you get all of that from some lines on a piece of paper, like what? And it, you kind of look at. Like, you kind of take a step back, and we take reading all that for granted, you know, like that's yeah, no, just something pretty... we, but like. That's no people humans didn't know how to do that like not that long ago in human history. Well, like, and that's the thing is that 
no humans know how to do that until they are taught how to do that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That like, is kind of some magic, you know, like if you were, if you just pop, like spawned as like a 21 year old and you were like sort of had a brain, you know, but you just couldn't read and you just saw like a book, you'd be like, that's a spell. That's some black magic. Like, you know, you'd be like, yeah, right. you're saying words like, hey, I, you know, just reading like off of, I don't know, that'd be crazy. But like, I don't know, in, in our just day and age we don't we don't think about it that way but right i don't know it's nice to have like a reminder as like yeah i, I can read you know like i'm yeah. not davos in the cool. in the in a cell like teach you know he has to teach himself to read because that's like, actually like a hard skill during the time but like no like i don't know i i appreciate reading a whole lot more just recently i've just been doing it a lot more just Dude, in my free time love me some but, reading um, man yeah it's uh yeah, it's a great it's a great exercise for the mind. It's it's and you know mm-hmm. like the way that she puts it, you got all that from reading from staring at marks on paper. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." And uh, mm-hmm. she's like, "You're a wizard." Is and, this by chance like the um cuz in the brand storyline and stuff later they're wondering how they're going to get north of the wall. And I forgot like actually how they do it. Is it with this secret passageway or whatever that they do get north of the wall that he brings up right here oh um, i don't believe so i if i remember correctly do they just go straight to castle black i think so and i think sam actually is at castle black when that happens and he lets them through the wall before john gets back okay okay because um, i was like if not if like this was i'm like okay that's why the crows were there and this is why like sam was saved you know like off rip because he they needed this knowledge of like the passage to get yeah. through you know or whatever um well he but, i think sam is the one who lets them through the wall uh so still anyway. very, oh yeah very, so there's very still cool. there's still a possibility there um which is interesting i hadn't considered that but uh yeah no i uh I loved this little scene whenever they get to the wall and she's in awe of it. And she's mm. like, uh, it's just so awkward whenever she's referring to her baby. And she goes, our father once told us, uh, yeah. uh, that, yeah. you know, if any, any wildling who looked upon the, who looked upon the wall would die or whatever the fuck. And she goes, and here we are still alive. I was like, Oh, this is, this, it's kind of precious. You know, it's sad, but it's precious. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's- She's saying it in a very weird, like, weird way where it's both depressing and a happy moment at the same time. Right. You know, it's like, man, I get all, like, all your pat, like, you're, I'm just thinking of how she had to grow up and having, you know, this kid and everything. But it's like, oh, now you're here and this is, like, your chance, you know, the, like a new chance for a new life and everything. So it's, it's a good, a good moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, oh, it was, but that's the thing. All, all these little just check-ins with the other, you know, non-Red Wedding people. Um, we're just, we're just very nice, short and sweet, but, but very impactful for, for the characters, um, at each location. So I don't know. Not a favorite though. No no favorites, I think from there. Not quite. Um, the next one is where we have a chance, Mm. in my opinion, we're in the gift Mm -hmm. next where Bran Stark and his group have passed far enough through the North that they have left the seven kingdoms proper and have entered into the gift, a stretch of land south of the wall, which was gifted to the Night's Watch so that they could uh, sustain themselves for materials needed, farming, etc. And uh, the reeds are a bit puzzled because the gift possesses a good arable land, but the countryside is, in fact, 
barren. There's nobody there. It's empty. And Bran explains to Osha's discomfort that that's because of wildlings. Um, they come over or, or around the wall and they, you know, they sack the land and cause people to flee. And uh, the way Rickon's like, old Nan used to tell us that they would drink your blood out of your skulls. And uh, that's just what old Nan would say, though. You know, like, obviously, it's not real, obviously, right? And, and then the way Osha's like, uh, maybe we can have some blood to hold us over. I don't need much. I only need a little. Yeah, like, you just, she's so, Osha's, ah, oh, so Love great. me some Osha, but, We actually got a line from Rickon, you know, from what was, like, Dude, some lines, like, uh, actually. Like, and yeah, this was one of those episodes where I was like, why haven't we been using Rickon a little I, bit more, man? I guess he's obviously not up to the standard and the caliber of, like, the other actors that are in the show, but, like... They're full-grown adults, and, like, that's what you expect from their role. But, like, he's a kid in a kid's role that is and very— he does, really, he does like, good he, in he it. He did great. I'm like, like, I don't know. When he's like, I'm your brother. I have to protect you. It was uh, cute. It was cute, yeah, guess, you know? And guess, it's not supposed to be anything more. You know, like, it's supposed to be precious. You're supposed to go, aw. Rick on, you know, like it's not supposed to be like he is putting on the performance of a lifetime, you yeah. know, like uh, it's it, he's doing a good job. Uh, hmm. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, Bran, uh, after this, uh, all the meanwhile, the watch's diminishing numbers mean that they don't need that much support from the gift anymore, explaining why they haven't encountered any Night's Watch brothers working the lands either. And Bran's group in an abandoning storm and nearby Jon Snow and the wildling party encounter an old man who lives alone at a small farm where he breeds horses for the Night's Watch and uh, they're all planning to attack him and steal his horses and gold but Jon's like hey man we can just steal the horses and, and shit we don't need to kill this guy and my like one of the funniest things to me is the way Orel and Tormund are like or the way Orel's like I told you he's still one of them like I don't think not wanting to kill a motherfucker necessarily means you're definitely a crow. You know what I'm saying? I think it, like, we see it as, like, yeah, it's just a nice, like, that's just a normal human trait to not want to kill someone. You know, like, obviously. But I think, like, in this time, wildlings are so beyond that that they're just, like, obviously we kill this guy. Like, if you are a wildling, that is your mindset. You know, yeah. like, sort and of that thing. One hundred percent. Like clearly, and, because that's what that's how they respond yeah, to them. Yeah, uh, but like, I mean, like well, that's but, so yeah. interesting to me that like that makes him a mm -hmm. Night's Watchman. Like not necessarily like he could say they could say he's not one of us, but mm -hmm. to expressly state he's one of them. That's yeah. interesting. You know, like uh, I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know that inherent like there's a lot of fucked up Night's Watchmen. You know, they kill people a lot um he's not actively killing you well he does because he has to like has defend to. himself he but like he's not himself. he doesn't like he's not actively trying to kill you all the other no. times he's actually no, like exactly you know, was was cooperating and like actually listening to everything um so it's yeah I, I think it's it's more of just like they're so in ingrained with their mindset and oh, they do that it's just that's how they reasoning see it follows you know they're like we need to kill this guy so he doesn't alert the night's watch that we're here mm -hmm. it's like well i guess if you're fighting a war that makes sense um however when the party attacks john goes ahead and hits a rock with his sword alerting the horses and 
the old man. Was was kind of a nice little detail to throw in there. I don't know. Oh like, yeah, I love that. I love that. And that's Valerian yeah. steel. Maybe like it, you know, it's like it rings tings a, little, a certain yeah. way, like way way more tingy. So the horses, you know, knew. John doesn't yeah. know that, or maybe he does. I don't know. He's he's just like that. But he's just like um, that. But uh, no, he does he he does anything he can to to save you know who we can. Just our right. hero. And, and again, you know, Egret is the only one with a chance to really kill this guy once he gets mm. on his horse. And John goes, Egret. And it makes her hesitate long enough to hit a tree instead of him. And uh, I, I appreciated that, you know. There's this, uh, they're, they're just two star-crossed lovers, man. They come mm. from very different paths. And she's still going to do the shit. But I appreciate, like, man. She didn't the, want to. He no, wanted to, doesn't. but like also, yeah, she she didn't want to at the same time. She wants was, to she wants to be by John's side as much as she can, but she doesn't want to give up who she is and who she's been. So mm. there's like this balance she has to find, and uh, she she never finds it sadly, but uh, hmm. uh, because she's not given a chance to. But uh, you ready for my? I had a a crazy head. This is just had my head cannon because there's no oh, way this ahead. is any anyone else's head cannon. Um, but I was. I'm thinking like during this whole interaction, you know, how Bran and John, all the, like everyone was so close, but they didn't get to see each other. But Bran knows all of this way down the line and he knows right. that this is how it's going to happen, whatever. Um, so he has John be with Egrid to allow this horse, whatever guy to get off because he, he leads them to Bran and where they are at the tower so that Bran can see them through a shaggy dog in summer. So like that, that guy, from the horse stable needed to stay alive a little bit longer so he could lead John to Bran so that he could see him. And I'm like, okay, John stopped Egret from from killing the guy, but really, if that tree wasn't there, that dude was dead. The shot was on. The tree just so happened to be in the way. Oh, like yeah. that, that's the thing. The shot would have hit. So Bran, he planted that fucking tree uh, ages before john did yeah. his part by getting her to hesitate but that tree that saved that horse stableman's <laughs> life that's what i thought whenever the arrow hit the tree i'm like oh yes brand planted this tree fucking 80 years ago ages for this ago. moment you know for this moment to happen um ages and that's long gone there's a little window i guess into my mind when i'm watching like rewatching, and brand is in like in the scene or like ever just when it's him and it's in the north, and whenever it hits storyline, I'm like, okay, what's what's he doing here? You know, what he, can he be yeah. doing? Um, yeah, that's funny. That's but. funny. But uh, nevertheless, uh, after this, uh, we cut to Bran, Jojen, and the crew over in the mill where they're discussing a plan to cross the wall. And that's just before Mira spots the old horse breeder riding nearby after the old man is captured by the wildlings. Hodor, scared by thunder, begins yelling, uh, Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Which 18, threatens to... baby. We got 18 How many Hodor do we have this before this episode? Okay, yes. We have it. I guarantee it's, he did all, definitely, I said quadrupled his count. That might have been a little too much. A little but extreme. Let's see, but one, doubled at two. least. Three, four, and then five from season two, and then four from season one. So, what did I say this season? So this season, yeah. So we've had nine, and his penis, I guess, was in season one, if you want to count that. But but specifically, Hodor's that have been spoken, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen before this episode. 
Damn. Uh, oh so, yeah, quadruple. A little, little crazy, you know, hyperbole there. But he, he but did, double. and some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he went off this episode. It was actually used as like I don't know some an actual character. I don't. It wasn't yeah. just just dragon or carrying Bran. It, I don't know that Bran. This showed a very specific power that he had, and everyone was like, "Yo, what the." Fuck, how did you... Yeah, Bran goes yeah. ahead and wargs into Hodor's <laughs> mind so that he goes to sleep. Uh, goes full Mantis on Ego. Sleep. Yeah, uh, yeah dropped like a dropped like a bag of bricks, my man. Uh, mm-hmm. went, went to bed. And uh, all the while, outside, Tormund moves to kill the old man, but Aurel is like, no, I've the crow do it. And uh, John is like, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, ugh, okay. Yep, let me. I got the th- got the sword at your throat, and the guy's like, "Uh, man, she's sharp." And John's like, "Yeah, yeah, she is, man." All right, let's see. And he he rears back, and he lets Not his quite. sword fall. And as he does, Egret goes ahead and looses an arrow into the man's chest, and uh, realizing that John is still loyal to the Night's Watch, Tormund orders his men to kill John and uh, Egret plans on fighting at john's side which is uh love that love that for her um it is only what john does to yeah i guess john was the one who knocked her down and like got her yeah if he doesn't knock her down Mm torment doesn't get to restrain her Mm. you know uh yeah yeah she was she was loading up the bow ready to fight alongside him i was like okay and john recognizes that with the bow in this situation she stands no fucking chance um there's just, that's just an extremely unlikely scenario whenever everyone has swords and you're at extremely close range. Uh, so he knocks her over, Tormund restrains her, and this is this is my favorite scene. I went ahead and went a little bit more positive for my favorite scene simply because I love John and Egret's relationship. I love the way Egret was down to ride. I love the way Tormund is like, you're not you're not going to die for him. You're not going to die for one of them. Mm. You know, like this is our crew. You're with us. Don't let him blind you to what's what family is. And uh all okay. the while Bran wargs into uh Summer, attacks a wildling, and soon after all this, John battles with Aurel. And uh after as this happens, he finally kills Aurel, telling ah. him, You were right the whole time. <laughs> Ah, man, I'm glad I'm glad you're giving this your scene um, because I really wanted to spread as much stark love as I could this episode. Um, And I think you going with the scene, it it was my other other chance, other second scene if I wasn't just going with. I don't even want to talk about it. I just have no in the box for my scene. Um, And it just it's it's just so well made that like it, it has to be like. I don't know. It's the obvious choice, but like I have to give it like the scene nod. But like I'm glad I'll give John the character nod for this episode because he did hold true. Like even even when he could have just this was a, a nobody, he could have killed him and still like acted like he was still a wildling for a little. You know, he could have played a charade. You know, mm. he he did like it was so easy for him to kill this guy, but he still holds true in his honor and, and his word and everything. Um, and, and I like even the, the before, like when he's talking to him, like, uh, like when they're huddled behind the wall, um, it's like this, it's, he's innocent, you know, like why, why kill him? You know, if you'll be, 
Um, they'll send a few Night's Watchmen down for stolen horses and thieves, but they'll send an army or a lot more for murderers. Um, and they're like, good. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of played into their hand. He's like, well, that's exactly what we fucking want. Ways you to kill him out here. Um, but them in no, the castle. I, that's I, hard. Uh, kill I do him like, out here. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Oh, man. What a... What a guy that yeah, what an I, arc I, he goes on, man. Yeah, that true. guy. Yeah, these. I don't know what a crazy like split up like John's. I I I like forget how everything happens. Really, like how he gets man. How all these people get back together and everything. I don't know. Like he's gone. I don't know what's gonna happen next. Really, I kind of forgot where it goes. So I'm kind of kind of lost a little bit too. Yeah, um, season four, John. I'm uh, I. I little little blank on not not entirely sure what happens for him in season four but anywho i did want to point out a parallel because this this breakdown doesn't go into a lot of what aria and the hound went through in this episode i Mm. loved the parallels between aria and john in this episode um them both being like don't kill this guy why would you Mm. kill this guy doesn't make any sense he's innocent doesn't matter there's this shadow again looming over this entire episode and his name is ned stark um all of them all of them every character in the stark family is affected by ned in this episode without knowing they were affected by ned in this episode um like it's that is really strong i didn't notice the aria and john parallel this episode but now that you say it's it's 100 percent true they would bounce back and forth between their scenes specifically a lot and uh it was really strong you know i thought that they did they're they're doing their best to make do but also keep people alive and save people in the process it's really compelling but uh john after getting clawed clawed pretty badly by Arel's little bird that he gets inside the mind of he uh he jumps on the back of a horse and escapes, leaving Egret and heading back to the wall. And, what a uh, like a way to go out too for Arel. Like actually to be like, all right, you stab me, I'm I'm gonna get in this fucking crow and I'm gonna come at you still. You know, like I I I hate you, I hate you this much, dude. Like, yeah. and that's what actually gets to John. You know, like actually does damage to him when it's at guys with swords. Nothing, you know, he's fine. Like, but a bird. absolutely nothing. It's like, yeah, I haven't had to fight a bird yet. You know, that's that's something new. <laughs> uh, now now he knows. I guess maybe he's prepared for that. Now I don't know. Maybe I don't know if maybe. There's no way another bird attacks John like no, later on in the so. season. But it'd be hilarious so. if like later on he just sees a bird come down and just like yeah, just instantly slices it. But, yeah, I don't think I don't think that <laughs> happens. But he would learn from this uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but John goes ahead and leaves leaves Egret behind and heads back to the wall and the the betrayal on Egret's face. You know, Rose Leslie again. I was there's too many good performances in the next location mm. that I couldn't give it to anyone anywhere else uh but rose leslie once again i love her as egret and she does a fantastic job here um and she was uh if there was anyone from a different location other than the red wedding it would have been rose leslie but there's still just a couple that are there that i can't uh i can't overlook um but nevertheless that night at bran asks osha to take rick on uh, to last hearth mm. the house the home of house umber while he mira and jojen head through the wall in search of the three-eyed raven and uh rickon protests you know i have to protect you and bran's like i am protecting you though 
um, Rob's at war. I'm, I'm heading north of the wall. If both of us die, you are the heir to Winterfell. You know, like you got to stay alive. Um, Crazy thought experiment there too. Like, it's like, yeah, that kid would be the heir to the north. Well, what is like? <laughs> is that like uh, the first time I'm watching this? Bran goes, "This is what ten minutes." 15 minutes before Rob does die. Like I'm, I'm sitting there watching this for the first time. Like, well, that's, that's not going to happen. We're in a perfect place with Rob right now. Everything's fine. You know, like that's how Like, I, I know we knew this was coming. So we, we are watching it through the lens of like, ah, this was inevitable. This is always, this was always what was going to happen. But the first time you're watching this, this is like, wait a fucking minute. No fucking way. You know what I'm saying? Like, what an insane twist for a TV show to drop in on you three seasons deep. We're going to yeah. kill the guy you like the most in this show, his wife, his mom, was, and his family. I, I felt so safe with Rob. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, everyone did. That That's why this episode hurts so bad. Is like, you, you felt so safe because you just wanted him to win so bad. They were... Yeah. He, was doing everything right just it was going so well you know like you know started to go a little awry with you know a little beheading he had to do um and stuff like that but you're still you're still on his side you know you're still like yeah rob is the one out of anyone Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna root for and yeah i mean it's it's like you know ned we felt safe with ned and then before season one is over his head gets chopped off you know Mm -hmm. and then now you think Rob's going to be the guy to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of the show? You don't even know when that's going to be, how many more seasons it's going to be, but you didn't think he was going to die. Oh, this episode. Yeah. Episode 9. They always get you in episode 9. They always you know, get you. The penultimate will always fuck you. <laughs> it's uh, it's just, it's just uh, fucking heartbreaking. But this last time we see Osha and Rick, mm. um, it'll be a while before we see them again. I believe shit. It might be a couple seasons. Like I don't think we see them again until season six, maybe. Yeah. Um, she does say we'll go on some adventures together. The adventures mm-hmm. me and you are gonna go on. And it was a cute little line, um, but a, a, a goodbye for now. But well, yeah, Osha- and I loved it. Like the moment Osha has had like all her goodbyes with like Lewin earlier in the show, and then this one, she's like, "Your family was kinder to me than kinder to me than they had any business being." Mm. I will. I will do this, I promise, and I'll take care of them, and everything's yeah. going to be fine. And then uh, looking at, at like, I don't know, I don't know who she turned back to, maybe just kind of everyone. In the I think it was Mira, like, specifically. Yeah. Like, oh, the okay. beef they've had. Yeah. Um, but saying, like, you better protect this one. He means the mm-hmm. world to me. You know, like, God. that. I don't know, that was just, that was just like, oh, man. Love this emotion, like, man. What, yeah, and that's, I don't know, what a, that was a great scene, you know. Like, you just think of this episode as the Red Wedding episode, but, man, I don't know, that, like tower or the mill i don't know what you want to like call it just that that moment was so strong just john being there brand having to warg and like actually do it for the first time be like no i can't do that and it's like well you just fucking did with hodor wolf's no problem just do it like there's so many things going on at once it's so chaotic but just i don't know especially on rewatch you just get everything like all the story that's behind it but on first watch it's probably like holy fuck what's just happening right here but this time I could really just enjoy that, like, 
man, they're like 50 feet apart right now. And that, that's, that's just good enough for me. You know, that I know they're not going to see each other. I know this isn't going to work out, but, but just them being in the same vicinity, brand getting a little hello, you know, through, right. through summer or, or shaggy dog seeing was, his brother again nice. for the first yeah. time. And since season one, episode one, holy shit. Did he get pushed out seen him since? Yeah. He got pushed out episode one, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, because yeah. John says goodbye to him in the second episode and heads for north of the wall. That's it. Oh, my God. Um, Dang. Ah. Yeah, that's good enough. Good enough. Just a little hello that they got. Mm. Only only Brand got it, really. You know, I guess John was probably like, the fuck? These, what, what the, this is. John does see Rick on one more time. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, you're right. One more time. One more time. John does yeah. see Rick on. But John, uh, I don't know. I guess John's seeing Summer and Shaggy Dog. I, he, he was like, yeah, like was there's a like, moment where he like kind of goes, um. Yeah, like, okay. I don't like, have a lot of time to think about this, but those are a couple of dire wolves right there. Neither yeah. of them are mine. Um, so I think, uh, like, he's got to take some solace in knowing that somehow the stark house watches over him which is like a, mm. it's really compelling but that does take us to the riverlands the last location oh. of the episode and before we begin earlier we established that uh there were 21 characters who have appeared in at least five episodes who have died i want to know how many of those 21 you can name Oh shit. Okay. Well, I, Rob, Cat, um, Ned. Okay. Deaths. Who's died? How am I just like blanking on big Okay, let me just think of Um Carstark? Yep. Um Uh Baratheon. Uh fucking Robert. Robert, yeah. Rob. Um You got five of the twenty one so far. You like Oh oh okay, Blackwater, who died there? A lot of people died, but maybe not five episode people. Nobody from the Blackwater who yeah. died that episode had appeared no. in five episodes. The closest was Matho Seaworth and he'd appeared in four. Uh, Renly. Yes, there's twenty-two. Um, oh, okay. I discovery about Renly. Um, but good job. He had appeared in five episodes, so there was twenty-two, not twenty-one. Roz. Roz. Yes. Now it's getting tough. There's still a few, uh, still a few that I, I, you know, I know, you know, um, there's a couple from this episode who you haven't named. Um, because so far you have Ned made it out. Good. Yeah. He made it out. Uh, Edmure, he's in bed with his wife. Did they kill him? No. Yeah, no. Uh, I guess maybe, uh, Rob's wolf. I don't know if you're counting that. I'm only but, counting humans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this. Oh, Talisa. Hello. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, Edard, little baby Edard. Um, I didn't. When was didn't his conception? Him, but... Nope, not five episodes long. I don't think so. Even not Edard, not quite. Um, <laughs> not in five episodes. Uh, gotta got be all, all Ned the Stark, Robert Baratheon, Renly Baratheon. Rickard Stark, Roz, Catelyn, Rob, and Talisa. So you've got eight of the now 22. You added one on for yourself, so good job there. That's probably all I can get, like, right now. I'd have to take it, like, episode-by-episode basis if I wanted to continue, probably. Okay, okay. Well, then uh, you, I can go ahead and list you all the other ones I have if you'd like. Okay, I'm ready. And episode five, Jory Cassell died, who was Ned Stark's right-hand man who Jamie Lannister... Stabbed through the face. Okay. Um, Viserys Targaryen, Daenerys's brother. Okay. Yeah. Cal Drogo. Crown for king, and the king. Yeah. Um, oh, I should have got call. I yeah, should have got. Like, that was the okay. only other one that I was like, I thought you would get, but that's. I should have got fun. him. Yeah. That. that yeah. Cal cool. Drogo. The the ones from season one, if it's not Ned, are going to be hard to remember. You got Ned and Robert, mm-hmm. and that was that's that's about as good as one can expect. Uh, one of Drogo's right hand ma- right hand men who mm. he kills By in battle. Drogo. Yeah, okay. uh, Quotho. Mm-hmm. Um, Maester Lewin. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, I was thinking. I was kind of going through like Winterfell, and I'm like, I felt like I, I think I got all the Starks, but there felt like there was someone else from Winterfell. There's a couple from Winterfell. You got Maester Lewin the... and the Master at Arms, Roderick Cassell. Is that the beard um, yeah, tie the beard. together? God, I knew, I knew that too. Yeah, that okay. Another Dothraki named Rakaro, the one who gets his head sent back to Daenerys in a bag. Oh, sad. Um, yeah. The the two at Karth, Pyat Pri and Zaro Zoandoxus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Dorea, the one who gets locked in the vault with Zaro Zoandoxus, <laughs> who teaches Daenerys how to fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Gior Mormont, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. That's fair. I should, probably should have gotten that one. Dagmer. Uh, Theon's boy who kind mm. of egged on his worst impulses. Um, Yorin, the one who took Arya mm. from King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And Orel, who just died a few seconds ago at the hands oh, of Jon Snow. Okay, this episode, hello. Oh, yeah, I guess. I just don't think of Orel as a big enough character to really care about. No, and I that's, guess, the, that's so the other thing. Yeah. That's why I told you earlier, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, there are some that just kind of sneak in there. <laughs> yeah. There were only two or three that you didn't name that I thought you would get. And that was Drogo, mm. Lewin, and Gior. Beyond that, I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, because I sure as shit didn't expect you to go with Rakaro or uh, Orel <laughs> yeah. or any of yeah. those ca- or Quotho. I was like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get those because I sure as shit wouldn't have if I hadn't looked into it right before I did this. <laughs> um, but not bad, eight out of twenty-two. Um, I'll two, take three, it. I'll take four, it. five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, eight out of twenty-two. And you added one, so you kind of got my ass on that extra uh, credit. Yeah, I completely give, forgot yeah. about Renly Baratheon. <laughs> um. Good he job. was definitely in five episodes. He I'd was. Say. He was in plenty in season one, and he died early on in season two. But I got to I got to assume he was in five. Um, I'm gonna look into it just to check because I guess there I might can't... he might not have been, but because when he showed up, it was very brief. I'm pretty sure he was only in two episodes in season two. So I'm assuming he was in three episodes of season one. Like, yeah, he's doing like a small council meeting. I remember, like, just in King's Landing. And then, like, another episode, he, like, just 
talking with someone before he left King's Landing. Maybe mm-hmm. he's in four. Maybe he's really only in four. Maybe that's it. Let's and not see. five. Let's see. Let's see. We're we're going to find out here momentarily because I got his IMDb pulled up. He was in eight. So. Okay. Okay. He was in episodes three, four, and five in season two and episodes three, four, five, six, seven in season okay. one. So. Okay. So, yeah. Good call. Was not cool, cool. thinking there. But, yeah, Renly Baratheon, eight out of 22. That concludes question of the day. So, next up, we are in the Riverlands. Wherein, en route to the twins, Rob consults with his mother about attacking Casterly Rock. And Rob claims that, you know, it is a dangerous move, but if Tywin's castle is taken away from him, the lords of Westeros will realize he is not invincible. And Catelyn points out that the plan requires the cooperation of Lord Frey. And in case reinforcements arrive from King's Landing before the castle is taken, the Stark host will be destroyed. And she silently examines the map and she asks him, you know, why are you telling me this? And he he insists, you know, you counseled me against sending Theon to uh, go to his dad and ask him for help. Now Winterfell burns and it's held by the Ironborn. Interesting note, as it's no longer held by the Ironborn. Um, they got. He did say that. I'm pretty he sure. Said, yeah, he did say Winterfell is. Hmm. Maybe they just don't know. No, because well, no, they know that that. Yeah, Bolton was supposed that? to send his son, but like that's uh. But like they already took it back, and then like didn't he? Didn't root? Oh, did they just not tell them? There's a possibility. That's what was interesting to me. I was like, what if? Uh, did the what if they don't not... even think Winterfell is in their hands anymore? You know. But Bolton was kind of. He would have had to kept that. It would have had to been a Roose Bolton thing that he kept to himself because, like, yeah, he knew for sure, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the word got to him. And he was like on the he was like one of the guys who was like I don't know kind of high up there like just talking with Rob and like all the time stuff right so like yeah no wow I wonder if he just never told him yeah I don't know it it would be a it would be an interesting it's just another little interesting idea that if it's something in the back of Rob's mind that he doesn't know Winterfell was liberated he just knows that it was burnt down um hmm. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a way but, to keep him pushing forward and not... Yeah, like, I'm like, maybe it's a way to keep him distracted a bit, like, in the back of his head. Uh, hmm. But, nevertheless, uh, finally, in a harsh voice, she tells Rob to show them how it feels to lose what they love. <laughs> uh, Man. You know, at least uh, we're getting these moments before. You know, at least, like, they made up. And like it, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, they they could not have made the moments with Rob happier before it was all taken away. You know, everything that happens in this episode for him is perfect up until the thing that is the opposite. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was trying to figure who to go for performance here, and like, it's I feel like it's between two, but like, I, I think I will go with Richard Madden here for mine just because of the way he reacts to all of those 
things that do happen to him, like all of his reactions that he has are great. Mm-hmm. Whenever he has to actually be the one speaking, like in the Frey house as well. Like I think he just he was very kingly this episode. Yeah. He was very um he just he hit the role uh perfectly this episode. Um so I, I wanted yeah, to get I went him. with him uh I went with him for character. Uh, okay. I went with Rob yeah, Stark true. for character. You know, I won't have another chance. Um, that's true. Yeah, this is it. So I went ahead, I went ahead and gave it to him just because uh, there were probably a couple other characters who, within this episode alone, I probably did appreciate more. But this kind of – the sum of all of Rob's actions through this show came to this. He made up with his mom. Him and his wife are in a wonderful place. And, you know, bad shit happens. But uh, he was always he was always a good king through it all. So I, I, I appreciated Rob. I had to give him the character for this episode for all those reasons you said too. You know he 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 made his he made his amends if there were amends to be made, and uh, it was it was nice to see. But uh, him and his army arrive at the twins, uh, the castle seat of House Frey, for his uncle Edmure's wedding, and enduring Lord Walter Frey's insults directed at him and his wife. Uh, Rob makes a public apology to Lord Frey's daughters, Walda and Waldra and Willow and Winona. What do you think Rob was going to do if if his mom didn't hold him back there? You know, like... <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Because you can't really go up there and kill Walda, you know, like... I don't know, maybe I he I think does. he should have. Maybe he actually does, but like... I think he, I don't know. I'm, I'm I think very... he kind of reprimands him. I think yeah. he just goes like, "I am a king. You do not speak to my queen that way." You know, like yeah, like I'll let it slide because this wedding is about you know yeah. I won't kill you on a wedding day, but I'll, maybe I'll think about it later. You know, or yeah. something like that. But um, I like, like he had to like he didn't say anything. You know, but there was a lot of facial acting in that moment where he was just like. Yeah, All right, I'll take good. it in. I have to let it happen. You know, like, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, Walder is disgusting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, they 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 know how to write a nasty, disgusting character. That's for sure. I mean, it's everything that comes out of his mouth is just like, oh, my God. This is actually how some people thought back. You know, like, these humans. I mean, this is how some people do exist, think. Sadly. Yeah, like, actually, these humans still exist somewhat, which uh, is just crazy to think that I, like it's just like wow you actually you thought that in your head and you said it out loud like you know like it's one thing to think it in your head but it's it's one thing to like actually say these things out loud and be like confident behind them you know and like that's just how you are that's i don't know that's just insane um glad, yeah, david bradley david bradley plays walter this, frey and he does a very good job at it um, in the you want to talk about a character who makes a huge impact? I uh, looked. I just looked at Walter Frey's little wiki page here on on the fandom real quick. This man barely crosses that five episode threshold when he dies. What? He was in six episodes in this entire show. Wow, that's actually crazy. Yeah, very important though. Very important yeah. times that he shows up, and it's really only because of where he lives. Yep. Like if it was anything else, like he would—I don't know—he really wouldn't matter. It's literally because of his cast. It's literally because he holds the twins, yeah. And then Arya <laughs> wants to kill his ass. Every like wiki episode, it has like you know the the first first showings of characters, the deaths, yeah. and like everything. It's just all the Frey daughters of like the yeah. first this episode. 
Walda, Arwa, Dardwa, Waldra, Janet, like all of them. And like I love how he 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 kind of remembered all. You know, at least he could remember most. He of got them, to the end and he's like, he's like, Waldra. She goes, not no. even close. It wasn't like it was. My name's guess, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Not yeah. It wasn't even close at all. Um, but like you got Sarah and Sarah, the twins. <laughs> you could have had either or both. I don't care. Gosh, man. Yeah, just like. Uh, Disgusting. Disgusting. I bet when you take all that off, everything stays right where it is. And what a... Like, what a weird thing to make the actual daughter that's wedding Edmure. Like, it feels like kind of lazy to make her actually beautiful. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's... Like, why actually make this one daughter, like, beautiful? You know, like, like, is it... I think it's disarming. I think it helps Edmure trust the situation he's in. I think it helps the Starks help trust the situation they're in. He looks at Rob and goes, I do have one pretty daughter, you know? You know, like, uh, look what you could have had. It was about, it was the last little fuck you, you know? Look at that. Um, I think That's it was good. just, okay. I think overall it was another tactic to disarm them, to make them feel safer Dang. than they were. Yeah. And, uh, cause, like, I didn't think, like, of the Red Wedding. Like, I, I always know it as, like, oh, my gosh, like, am I, some of my favorite characters die here, and I don't like it. But now, like, I'm thinking of it as, like, the, the like, war move that happened here. Like, the bit, like, the Lannisters, the win that they had here is insane. Like, they, Rob is gone. Cat is gone. Like, the, House Stark is gone. And then now they have Edmure married to a fray which like i guess like are they like this wedding is like it's house i guess like who is now the heir to the north like are they planning on like saying that edmir would have the right to winterfell because now catelyn is dead so then it would go you know like sort of thing and then this so that. the Tullys were previously pledged to the Starks. Yeah. Because of Catelyn's marriage to Ned. The Tullys were the seat of the Riverlands. Now Tullys and Frey are joined in house. Now the Tullys hold the Riverlands with the Freys, and therein the Lannisters have control of the Riverlands. So yeah, it's not Flint. it's not Winterfell. It's not like no. there's no because I was wondering like now, because it's believed that Bran and Rickon are dead, and then Rob is gone, Cat is gone. So, like, they're it's just Sansa, I guess now, like yeah. that would actually be the key to the North. There's no way that it could trickle down to the Tullys because just because. Yeah, so I guess technically, at this very moment, it is believed that Tyrion is the Warden of the North. <laughs> Dang, yeah, because it. Oh my God. That's that was their actual. That's why the wedding needed to happen. Like yeah. that's like so fat. Like what a man. Like yeah, this the Lannisters are too good at war. You know, like getting them all drunk and happy at a wedding, all distracted. Even the army too. That's outside. You know, that's just all distracted and okay. and full. Like yeah, we'll feed you. We'll give you whatever you need. You want to get drunk? Cool. Yeah, get the drunk. Feast over. Yeah, the feast is over. You know, like what the fuck? Yeah, and it. And man, what a yeah! No, this is a rough one because uh, you know we we then go to the ceremony where that night Admir is for the first time introduced to his bride Rosalind Frey on the altar, 
uh, discovering much to his relief that she is in fact a beautiful lady and uh, the wedding and the feast that follows are quite the celebra- the celebration and lively affair with all participants in high spirits. Edmir is clearly taken. He's very happy with the, with what has happened for him. He's like, okay, whew, weight off my shoulders. We are all good. All right. And as the celebration reaches its height, Lord Walter calls for the bedding ceremony and Rob agrees and the bride and groom are carried off to their wedding bed. Rosalind carried by the men and uh, Edmir followed closely by uh, the women. Uh, you know, be careful, ladies. You uncage that monster and there's no putting him back again. Shut the fuck up, Edmir. Oh, Edmir. God, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's at this point that Brendan Tully, uh, the blackfish, has had too much to drink and excuses himself from the celebration Thank to find a tree to piss on. God. Thank whoever is up there in this union. We got probably the Lord of Light. One of them. I don't know. Got a death. Someone up there. They This piss came at a perfect time. Couldn't, couldn't could have be... pissed at a better time, man. Couldn't have. But uh, I loved the little conversations that happened here. It was this very mm. moment that I think gives us both our lines, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's Catelyn talking to Lord Roose Bolton, looks and goes, oh, that poor girl. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm sure she handled it with pride, as I'm sure you did once. And. You know, you you can go ahead and deliver this line since I believe it is your favorite. Yeah, and she says, oh, Ned forbade it. He said it wouldn't be right to break a man's jaw on our wedding night. Mm. Now I'm like, yeah, right when Catelyn said that, I'm like, yeah, that's my line for the ep. I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, and, and you're right, like the, the ghost, the overshadowing ghost of the episode of Ned Stark, you know, he's still, he is still it's here. Still like, there, man. Oh my gosh, everywhere. Well, and then my um, line is the, when we cut from that... To a conversation between Rob and Talisa, where uh, Rob questions, you know, do you think it's going to be a boy or a girl? And she goes, I don't know, but if it is a boy, I think I know what we should name it. And Rob goes, well, I think as the king and as the as the father, some, I deserve some say in the name. And she cuts steak. him off and goes, Eddard. And he's like, and I was like, I, like, this is when it started for me. Yeah. Yep. The tears you know, started I, rolling I, here. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Oh Cause no. I know. Yeah. It's like, you oh, know God. what's coming next, but you're like, what a sweet moment. The right whole before. episode, man. Yeah. I'm going, I can handle this. I've seen this four times. I can do this. This should be fine. And then this starts happening, bro. I'm a mess. I like, it does not get easier to watch this ever. Um, Whenever she's like, don't you want to teach little Ned Stark how to ride horses? And he's like, I do. I was like, God fucking damn it. Like you, no, like you, no, named, no. you named the baby right before, you know, like I know what is, it is the first death that, you know, like that's the first, like the first death right there, you know, and I'm just like, oh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that they had this moment, you know, like this, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's such a weird, I'm glad that all these sweet moments happened right before, but also, like, I think, no, it's better that it happened this way. Yeah, because if they just no. would have died without thinking about that, you no, know, it's better for them. I'm not thinking of it, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's, it's like, better for them to have gone out. They had happy moments there at the end, which is, which is good, you know? Um, and honestly, I think that's, like, what kept Rob going. Like, that's why he, like, could live so long you know like he's also like the the king you know he's very oh yeah whatever, but he's no like he had like, to go 
see Talisa was gone, you know, like, uh, that shit hurt, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and push right okay. through. Yeah. After, uh, after the two bride and groom leave, uh, the festivities begin to wind down and Catelyn notices one of black, uh, one of Walter's sons goes on over and shuts the doors. And while, when he gets there, it goes silent for a moment on the music. And this is when it really was like, I, I, I got chills. I was like, Oh no. And then they, then it begins. Cat's the only one there that's like, yo. <laughs> yeah, she like looks around and is like, um, that's uh, I don't like that. I don't like that one. Bit. Song choice. And they sit down, me. and Roos is like, giddy. He can't wait. He sits there, sets his arm down. He looks at her and smiles. Yeah. And uh. Walder starts addressing everybody, rises to make a toast to Rob and Catelyn. And uh, Catelyn looks at Roos and notices. He, like, looks down at his arm, looks back at her, and she, like, lifts up his sleeve, sees the chain mail beneath, and smacks the shit out of him. Uh, yeah, out of here, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, Rob, run! And by then it is too late. Lord Walder signals his men to attack. And the first to go is Talisa as she is stabbed in the stomach numerous times by a, a man named Lame Lothar. Um, he gets baked into a pie later on and fed to his dad, so I'm all right with it. I'm okay uh, with it. He deserves it. Yeah, uh, yeah that one hurt. Uh, Talisa collapses to the ground as chaos ensues. Uh, before he can react, Rob is shot by the muses, musicians above with crossbows several times and falls to the floor. Numerous Stark men are killed by crossbow bolts or set upon by Frey soldiers. Catelyn is shot by one of the musicians in the back and falls to the floor. Outside, Arya Stark and the Hound have arrived at the twins in disguise and are turned away by Frey guards just because, you know, you guys can't be here right now. We're about to massacre an entire family. If you would go on your way, please, that would be very kind. <laughs> and, uh, Ario goes ahead and dips on out of there before Sandor can notice and sneaks past the gate guards only to witness Freyman kill Stark soldiers and Grey Wind, which is another one that really fucking hurt. Um, like, the, like you just hear the little, like, but then you see the, like, the eyes yeah. shut and the yeah. last breath, man, like that one. But uh, a Stark uh, was there, you know, at least, like, at least a Stark was there. Like, Ari yeah. like, I don't know, like, that, that's. That's kind of like the whole episode is that like if like the Starks, they're going through it right now. But at least like during those moments, like even, Rob, you know, Rob turned like like they, they were there for each other at the end um, mm. if one had to go. Um, but a thing I kind of like didn't realize is like th these crossbows that they all have. Uh, Joffrey was fond of like, hey, look at this new invent. Like this is like a new thing, you know, like this is like. Joffrey had one, a very nice one, but, like, armies didn't didn't really have these things, and, like, this is, like, kind of the Lannisters' unveiling of crossbows, I guess, and, like, showing just how easy it is to massacre people, right. like, you know, like, um, with him, because I think, like, I'm pretty sure when Joffrey gets his, he's like, yeah, look at this new thing, like, it's so much easier to reload, and it's, like, and it's, like, no problem. Like, I think, like, the crossbows they had before, like, you had to have a lever 
to reload them or whatever. But these guys mm-hmm. were just I think I think they were the same ones that Joffrey had, like the new yeah. design. But like the newfangled yeah. technology just, of the time. Just sad, yeah. Them pointing them all in the cage and then just Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but uh another another little thing that I really appreciate now, just the Lord of Light at work is uh having the hound take his time getting hmm. to the wedding. Okay. Whenever, whenever he's just yeah. sitting there eating pig sweet, he's like, "Why do you keep looking over there? It's not like they're gonna fucking move, you know? Like, uh, we'll true. get there when we get there." Thank you, Hound, for yep. just being a hungry boy. I guess you know, needing to eat. He's a big boy. He needs to feed. I mean, uh, work, like, care, I don't know, riding a horse. That's probably that for a long ways. That's just that's probably yeah, gotta be tiresome work. But uh, and then, yeah, just got a whole crate full of pig. The best part, you know, he's eating the eating like the feet. Yeah, the pig like feet. The, oh, that's it's the best part of the animal. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, if I've ever been ever in a pl- oper- like I, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to have pig's feet. I think it's a pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty accessible. Like I think if you go to a, pretty much any barbecue, not any barbecue joint, but a lot of barbecue joints, I think you can ask for pig feet and they'll they got you. Like uh, maybe I've eaten it and not known it, but like I feel like. Do you no, really, like, like they know they the look foot. the way he. Oh, and you. Oh, like you, you, you can tell. You no, know it's foot. foot. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they just sliced like the meat off. Like, yeah, I feel like I would have feet. remembered that. Yeah, I don't. Think yeah, it, probably. But hmm, oh. maybe one day. But I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe one I don't day. No, even if I want it to happen, actually, I don't know. <laughs> for the hound, just to to see what what it's all about. But yeah, no, I've been a uh, been a vegetarian for about. Four years now, five, four, four years now. Um, so no need. Probably won't be happening anytime soon for me. But you know, fair uh, enough. Yeah, maybe one day when I've given up. But uh, she, uh, Arya, is obviously not okay with everything happening. So she makes a desperate run for the castle, but is stopped by the Hound, who tells her it's too late. But Arya won't stop, and Sandor has to knock her out, carrying her to safety. Um, and uh, no kill, again, you know, no kill list you. edition. But she did say to the Hound this episode, "Someday I'll put a sword through your eye and out the back of your skull." Um, she like and just nice went back to there. looking at the twins. So you know, not not any kills, but I like to add you know just little little additions to her her kill list. Like we have the Hodor counter and and Arya's you know updated updating things. So. Um, but yeah, not, I'm very grateful that the hound took a little bit, you know, took his time and, and then mm. got, got her out of there when, when stuff went south. Yeah. Um, and now but, we get uh, their journey that they go on for quite a while. So it was pretty good. It gets pretty good. But, uh, nevertheless, a wounded Catelyn crawls to safety beneath a table as Walder motions the soldiers to cease their slaughter. And Walder mocks Rob as he limps to his dying wife. And he uh, he holds Talisa in his arm as she, arms as she dies, holding her stomach and the back of her head. And he watches the life exit. And uh, Catelyn sees an opportunity, limps out from her hiding spot to seize Walder's young wife and uh, holds a knife to her throat and threatens to kill her if Walder does not negotiate an end to the attack. She says, let my Rob go. He is my son. We will forget this. We will not exact any vengeance. If you let him leave now, nothing will happen. And he goes, why would I do that? 
He goes, because she goes, if you don't, I'm going to cut your wife's throat right now. And he goes, I'll get another. And at that moment, Roos walks right up to Rob and says, the Lannisters send their regards. After Rob stands up and uh, utters utters the words, mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I think, like, I don't know. Now rewatching this, you know, and not just be taken by shock every time. It was, it was, he just, he knew. Like, he, he knew he wasn't getting out. You no, know, he Catelyn, knew he was done. Yeah. She was trying to do everything she could to save her son. Like, she knew she wasn't getting out of it. And she was like, yeah, take me, take me, just let my... She was doing anything she could just to try to get, you know, a chance for Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rob is like, I know what's going, you know, I know what's going on. I just, let, I just want to see you, you know, one last time. Like, I don't know, it was mother. just like, oh my god. Like... Yeah, that one, that one hurt like a motherfucker, man. And, uh... Bruce says the Lannisters send their regards and stabs him in the heart. And Rob maintains eye contact with his mother until he collapses to the floor. And mad with grief at the death of her firstborn son, Catelyn Stark cries out in anguish, cuts Walter's throat, cu- cuts Walter's wife's throat, as she did swear she would, on her honor as a Tully and on her honor as a Stark. You you kill him, I kill this woman. She she knows this means nothing to Walter. She knows it doesn't do any good. But she did swear on her honor. Yeah, so probably she a, went ahead. You know, nice little thing she could do. Little catharsis. Well. You know, yeah, let, let um, it out, you know, as well. A nice little fuck. You know, it, it's not even a big of a fuck you to Walt, like Walter Frey just because he doesn't care that much. And, like, he just, it's sad. But, like. And it also draws this interesting contrast. Between Catelyn and Arya later on, um, whenever Arya bakes the, the children into a pie and kills Walder and then kills the rest of the house, she insists that Walder's wife does not drink the wine she used to poison everybody. Mm-hmm. She's like, you didn't have shit to do with this. You're fine. Um, Catelyn, however, is like, fuck this. I'm hey, cutting she, this bitch's throat. It's also she did swear and she did say yeah, on. She on- did. It was on House Stark and Tully, so like she could. Yeah, she's like, she I gotta do this there. shit she's now. Like, well, that's on. I you. ride for you mines. Know? At that point, it's on you. Um, yeah, but I lo- like I love the silence afterwards. Like, yeah, there's it's uh, no uh Michelle Fairley as Catelyn Stark was an oh. easy choice for me, and it wasn't close. Um, yeah, catatonic she becomes with grief. She stands there, just. Staring at Rob and Talisa on the ground, accepts her fate, and it allows Black Walder to slip up behind her and cut her throat as she falls to the floor with a thud. No, no, no music. music. And for the credits, no anything. Just, we'll let you sit there. We'll let you think about what just happened. Um, yep, that was hell. Yeah. No, not even the Reigns of Casimir. You know, I expect, I kind of expected. I'm like, okay, like the Reigns of Casimir is probably going to play in the credits. Like, they like I think, I think that, that every time. I think, I think that every time. But then I'm like, nope, just pure silence. Like, and the way that's that's why it's my favorite scene. Like, it, well, it is like... horrible, but how well it was crafted it's to so make good. you feel safe. Like, you, we were right there with the Starks. You know, like we, like we were, we felt so safe. It was just a wedding. Like we were getting happy and everything, happy moment. And then we see the armor, 
And, and like, I oh, remember wait. the first time I'm watching this, just like whenever Catelyn, like the way the, it shot once it starts, there's like a tone switch after they leave, mm. after the bride and groom leave. Um, whenever Walter Frey's son walks past Catelyn and shuts the doors and she notices it, then she turns around as the music starts playing. I remember going, what, what's happening? You know, mm-hmm. like what's happening right now? What are we doing? Yeah. And then the, the chain mail. And I, I've watched, I think this is my fifth viewing of this episode. I still let the, I let the credits play all the way through. And I sat there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, yeah, it's just, it's uh, shocking every time. It just, it gets you just to, on It's rewatch, shocking even when I know exactly yeah. what's coming. It's like, on one hand, you're like, okay, now these characters are really gone, and this thing I've been waiting for, it actually happened here. But then you're like, oh my god, like, just the, the implications of the, like, the, what we could have had, you know, like, I don't know, it's just, you're, you're thinking of just everything, it's, it, you're just, it's such, I don't know. It's horrible. Like hey, this is this is who we were rooting for. You know, this this mm-hmm. was our our A team right here, and and yeah, seeing them fall just that I, it's devastating every time. It 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 only like usually like it only gets easier with time, but this one it's almost like it just gets worse over time. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, the first time was so much more shocking, but now it's like I know the, the more his I know that like the deeper connections that they had even of this action. Yeah. And like, I know these characters even more, I'm more attached to them. Um, One of my, uh, one of my favorite experiences with this show was getting to show Emily, this show, um, (laughs) watching the show for the first time with someone else, you get to Mm -hmm. experience it for the first time again. And, uh, I think I told the story when Ned Stark, Ned Stark died on our rewatch where I led her the wrong way. I told her everything's going to be fine. Everything's all right. Don't you worry about it. And then he gets his head cut off and she cried for like 15 minutes after the episode ended. Yeah. I gave her so much warning that something terrible was going to happen at the end of season three. I told her, I told her, I need you to be like, cause I was like, if you reacted like that to Ned, you'd be inconsolable at the end of season three. I was like, okay. I want to let you know we were finishing season two and I was like, I didn't tell her the end of season three. I told her just in season three, there is something that happens that is so much worse than when Ned died. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you what, not going to tell you who, not going to tell you why, but you need to be ready because that is coming. So as the season goes on, she catches on to what would be the most devastating. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, like we, we got uh, to a certain point in season three. We were like, I can't remember if it's a couple episodes, like if it's last episode or if it was at the beginning of this episode where she goes like, is it Rob? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And she knows if I say, I don't know that that's a yes. It's you tough. know, like yeah, I can't. It's, it's tough. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. But I don't... Um, and what so we... she, she was, she was ready. She was ready for Rob that's to die. Tough. That was it. Yeah. But there's you know, more. she wasn't ready for Catelyn to die, Talisa to die, their son to die. They're like, 
And so that was still a rough one. One of those even ones where you just sat there with the credits yeah. rolling for even a second. Even if you know Rob's coming, like if like if you just have a suspicion, like oh, does Rob die? You could be like, well, that could still be a battle. He's a king. Like it could be in a, you know some other. Fa- the way that it happens is like the mm. most shocking. That's like his death. Like now thinking of it, we should have been not as comfortable with him. Like he is a king in a war right now. He is public enemy number one for everyone who's not on his side. So like in our in reality we should have been like yeah he's he could die in the episode but we felt just so safe because we wanted you know we we were on his side like fully um so just it's the way that it happens that's like the bad part um I bet if if you told me at the very beginning of like of the show like hey Rob dies at some point prepare I still think I'm I'm a mess like well, and they've also done up, a good like, job of establishing what the laws of gods and men are. They, they've, they've mentioned throughout the show that if you accept someone into your home and you feed them and you, you have a celebration and you kill them, you are irredeemable. You have done the worst thing you can do. It's worse than anything else. They've established that. They've said that on a couple occasions. So, like, we, even if you're not consciously thinking that, you're going, they're at a wedding. What yeah. can happen? Oh, a lot can happen. Oh, a lot can fucking happen. So, let's give this bad boy a rating, what do you say? <laughs> Enjoyment? Don't enjoy it a whole lot, but it makes me feel a whole lot of things. I'm going to have to go 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> genre-wise, again, firing on all cylinders here. Going to have to go 10. Um, critical. Goddamn close to as perfect as you can get. Um have we given an episode of 10? I think it was only... No. House of the Dragon. No, we did. Uh, episode 8, Lord of the Tides. We gave a 10. It was a good one. fucking episode. Um, season 1 of House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, but then as far as Game of Thrones, we have not given a critical 10. The highest we have given looks like a 9.75 for Baylor. Um... And then nine five, the Prince of Winterfell, season two, episode eight, um, looks like the two highest. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. Oh, and then this season we gave nine fives uh, to episode four and five um, of this season. So, is it up with with Baylor level? Yeah, nine seven five. I think yeah, it's I, I don't. That, it's, that's my floor. Like this is the yeah. only one I'm considering giving a ten. Yeah, and because like the red wedding, everything with the Starks is handled to per like perfection. Like you like that like is kind of without a doubt to me. And like yeah, that's you- my my only hang up when it comes to elevating it to a ten is that like it's a good it's a well shot episode and everything. But it's not like a perfect looking episode like mm. Baylor. That was a good looking episode. I remember the way that episode looked. This was well shot, you know, like but the only thing that like stands out to me is the tension they build. Yeah, like they they did so like through their visuals and through the sound design, they did incredible. Um, So I think I'm willing to put it on the same level. I don't think I can elevate it above Baylor. Mm-hmm. But I think nine seven five is where I'd fall. Yeah, 
than them there, which it ties it overall with Baylor as well because we gave that a 10 and 10 in enjoyment and genre as well. Um, and I think that's that's definitely our highest out of all of them. Uh, the next, it's like 975, 983 um, was episode four of this season actually. So so yeah, but tied for first place. And that, that feels right. You know, it just, this is, if you're looking at this show and you're just remembering back episodes, this is probably one of the first ones that comes to your mind. Like, if yeah. you're just thinking of the show in general. This is like, yeah. This is the episode. One of the episodes. Uh, um, and we did it. You know, the band-aid uh, is off. The band, yeah. We have done it. We, it. We've passed the threshold. You know, um, like, yeah, yeah. now Danny's just going to go on a tear. It's all uphill from here. Yeah, you know, there's still some chain. bad shit, but there's uh, never anything that's this devastating again. Yeah. You know, we'll get John to die one time, but he comes back. You know, yep. he so so that's all good. Um, Arya just keeps becoming more badass and more badass. Sansa the same. So, Sansa yeah, goes like, through some shit, though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it, you got it. Yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh, and that's that should be the Stark motto, because man, they just they seem to go through it all the time. All of them, not one of them gets it easy. Rick on maybe, um, but he still is, meets his you know end um, in a non favorable way. So I'd uh, I'd argue that while Rickon has a relatively easy existence in terms of not having to fight all the fucking time, there's no way this kid isn't the most depressed Stark. That's fair. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. He's going through the shit that the uh, uh, the kid in House of the Dragon went through. The I can't remember if it was uh, I think it was one of Lainor and Lainor and uh, Rhaenyra's mm. kids, who's like a well, if I'm Lord of the Driftmark, that means everybody else is fucking dead. You know, yeah. like that's that's Rickon oh. right now. Um, yeah, and he just wants siblings to play with too. Like he just wants his family. He doesn't even really care about all. The- yeah, he doesn't care about that. He's just like a kid right now that just yeah. like needs his brothers and sisters and his family. Yeah, it's like oh, poor little Rick. Yeah, I don't. Everyone, everyone just has it bad in the Stark family. Um, but at least they're they're all honorable, you know, till the very end. They're the good guys. Oh man. Yeah, no, I'm glad we got. I'm glad we got here. I'm glad we got through it. Um, so much man. more. Like this rewatch has just been so rewarding. Like oh, this is so like good. my favorite rewatch of this show. Like just getting every little detail and like still being shocked at like some story. Like at, at just I know these things are gonna happen, and it's just but like I, it's just been so long that I don't know how exactly they carry out. But I'm still like wow. Yeah, it's just written so well that. It's a joy to watch no matter what, even if I know the scene 100% or if it's something that I'm actually kind of experiencing for the first time, in air quotes, you know, again, um, just because I didn't remember it. But, yeah, this this one's been ingrained in the brain for quite a while, uh, at least the end. So I will I will put, you know, in parentheses for my scene, the Red Wedding for uh, – but I just had no. I don't I, – I don't – now we talked about it. Now we don't have to anymore. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll leave 
leave it at that. But man, was it just the suspense building and everything was just crafted perfectly. Um, Another uh, of note bit of trivia here. This is the first episode that did not feature a Lannister. Oh my god, that's right. We didn't get a single one. We only got Daenerys and the Starks. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess Sam. Sam and Gilly yeah. as well. Wow, what a, we got the good, kind of like the good guy. It was only the good guys this episode. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm no trying Lannisters. to see. If, I believe it was the first episode that Tyrion was not featured in. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was no the first episode Tyrion wasn't featured in. And uh, there's only five more of those throughout the entire show. Dang. Two of them. Two of them are next season, and two of them are in season six. So he's in every episode except six of them. That's my dude. That's my dude. Yeah, was man. Rob until now. Ah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rob. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Delisa. Rest in peace, Catelyn Stark. Y'all were real ones. Uh, but we push forth. And, uh, man. Nah, this it's going to be interesting. We, we will... That has been for 29 weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another interesting way to frame the rewatch. Is how much time we yeah. are spending with these characters. For over half a year, we have been discussing Rob Stark and yeah, everything he's going through. I guess like it is in real time. These episodes do release weekly, but we just have no gaps in between the seasons. So mm-hmm. it's it's like we don't get that year or so whatever gap in right. between to sit on it. We're just going right back into it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, but man, just taking it weekly is, it does make it so much better though. You know, it's been it, over six months yeah. we've been doing this. Uh, but, and I mean, it, that's the thing. The show has that much detail where you can break it down that, like, th- this much. It's kind of crazy to, like, other shows, like, just simply don't have mm. this much to break down, you know, every, every week. They do not, man. They do not. But, uh, yeah, I guess that that can, concludes this episode of Winter is Blooming. The hard part is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog days are over. We are now on <sighs> to, uh, we are now on to higher highs. Uh, we will never reach a lower low. So, praise be. We're done. Uh, you know, this is, this is all good. But we will conclude season three next week and begin season four the week after that. Um, we're only we're only going to keep the foot on the gas, you know. Every week I keep going like there comes a point whenever I start getting excited about planning other projects and I get excited about doing other stuff where I'm like, "Ah, man. We got Game of Thrones on Mondays. That spot's occupied. I can't do anything with it." And I'm like, "I kind of wish I could though." And then I watch an episode of Game of Thrones and I'm like, "God, never mind. I don't fucking wish I could do anything with that spot. This fucking rocks." You know, yeah. like uh every week it's so nice. It's like it's such an just every episode. It's such a like. It's usually my Sunday. I usually, you know, I, I do try mm-hmm. to keep it like a, a very weekly thing, kind of like yeah, Sunday uh, evening television. And it, man, it is just a treat every single time. Every single time. But uh, yeah, so this is winter is blooming. We've got a lot of stuff on the docket for us. We are unfortunately putting a pause 
on our Wednesday show for now. We were doing the Ahsocast to get us all excited for the Ahsoka series, but it started to feel more like a task than it did a fun thing we got to do. So uh, whenever that happens, we typically set it aside. We plan for stuff that might be more fun for us. And uh, we will return to the Ahsocast eventually, um, as our Star Wars coverage will not conclude. There is a chance our Star Wars coverage becomes primarily Patreon-based, um, as far as new TV shows and stuff like that. You know, I don't think that uh, when it comes to the numbers, whenever I'm looking at uh, the amount of downloads we get and the amount of listens our episodes get. I think our Star Wars stuff gets lost in all the noise. There's a lot of Star Wars podcasts, a lot of star, a lot of podcasts that are dedicated to nothing but Star Wars. And I think that people usually go there for their Star Wars coverage. But for those of you who do come to us for our Star Wars coverage, I appreciate you. I love you very much. Um, but when Ahsoka comes out this fall, there's a really good chance that's going to be Patreon exclusive. Um, mostly because... What we're going to try to shift over to is more movie coverage. I miss the 52-year journey through film. I love our comic book movie journey through film. But the schlock that comes with that genre gets a little bit repetitive sometimes. Uh, so uh, we want to branch out. We want to do a lot of things. Um, and so one thing that we've got working right now, we're not sure when we're going to start it, but with Wednesdays open, it could be any week now. Um, a director's spotlight show um, where we spend a stretch of four, four weeks of uh, sing, dire, uh, movies by single directors. Um, you know, for example, if we wanted to do a, uh, you know, a Wes Anderson run, we could discuss, you know, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest Hotel, French Dispatch, and Fantastic Mr. Fox all in the stretch of four weeks. And, uh, I kind of want to keep it like that, you know, we do it in installments of four, feels nice and even, nice little, you know, a little chunk, um, it could be a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that I don't want to do with that is, you know, when it comes to directors like Spielberg and Ridley Scott, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of their movies. Mm -hmm. We've covered Raiders, we've covered Jaws, we've covered Jurassic Park, uh, when it comes to Ridley Scott, we've covered, uh, American Gangster and Gladiator and Blade Runner. Uh, so when it comes to directors like that, we'd only cover movies we haven't discussed. You mm -hmm. know, with Spielberg, we'd take it over to, I don't know, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and fucking Ready Player One and West Side Story, mm -hmm. Fableman, shit like that. You know, we'd take it to the, we'd take it to other stuff that we haven't discussed. Um, because no, no sense in revisiting the stuff that we've already gone over. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're not sure when that's going to start. We're not sure who we're going to start with, but just wanted to give everyone a heads up that our TV coverage on the main show, on the flagship show, is most likely going to just be Game of Thrones and HBO television going forward, um, simply because that pushes the numbers forward. Um, the Like I said, the discussion on Star Wars and Marvel will not stop. Uh, when it comes to the new releases, that will just be on Patreon because I do love discussing it. Mm -hmm. um, I will not stop discussing it. I fucking adore it. So like, but you know, when it comes to the numbers, they're just not reflecting well when it comes to that stuff. So, you know, it's on you, not me. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so if you would, for all of that, 
um, go to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. I've begun writing once again, and I'm trying my best to get something out there weekly in terms of writing. Um, I just did a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 review, spoiler free, that's up there for you. Um, about to do another installment of my first viewings project, which is very, very fun. Uh, for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially. Uh, it helps me a lot because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. And like I said, that's where Star Wars and Marvel coverage is going to primarily be. You know, that's that's just in terms of the weekly television show sort of thing. Um, just because that's going to be over there doesn't mean that stuff like our top 100s and our our rankings and stuff like that stuff that'll still go here. That that still pushes the numbers up. People love listening to that. The one and done, pop in, pop out sort of stuff that 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 does get our numbers mm-hmm. up quite a bit um so i can't wait for that um i'm excited for for you guys to hear all that but when it comes to ahsoka this summer this fall you're gonna be you're probably gonna be heading to patreon we haven't nailed that down for sure but just want to give everyone a warning uh head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening And uh, remember, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And the Lannisters send their regards.